0: What I look for in in, in team members are people who have good judgment, which I define as knowing what you don't know, because if that's the case, it's easier to find answers to things. And in addition to that, everybody wants to have people that can help solve problems. Part of the thing is that uh, you need to listen to what the issues are, you need to listen to what your concerns of your client, your business client are, and you have to understand what else is going on in the world to be able to assist them.
1: Today to have on Michael Lanza, he is the executive vice president and general counsel at Selective Insurance Group. Welcome, Michael.
0: Thanks, Joshua, for having me.
1: Uh, selective, you know, should be known to most people. But um, you know, maybe by way of starting, you could just tell us a, a little bit about the company and you know your background and and how that led to the role you're in today.
0: Selective is a uh, super regional property and casualty company based in New Jersey. We have primarily uh, commercial is our core business, uh, representing you know just over eighty percent of our operations. We have an E and S operation and a personal lines operation. We're also a large carrier in the Write Your Own Flood program, and we're rated uh, A plus by AM Best. Um, I've been with Selective about seventeen years. I originally uh, was a lawyer in Hartford in private practice and was involved in political uh, campaigns and wound up in Washington doing some political things where Cigna found me. And I wound up going back to Hartford and working at Cigna as a regulatory lawyer and was the head of uh, state government affairs and involved in a lot of their form A proceedings um, in acquisitions and uh, divestitures and also got the regulatory approvals for the famous division of INA, uh, which resulted in the sale to uh, ACE, which is now Chubb. So uh, that's kind of my background uh, there. And then uh, selective found me and been here 17 years.
1: Probably the natural question, most people listening to this would say, well, great background for general counsel, but what does this have to do with innovation?
0: Sure. Well, you know, uh, lawyers can be involved in innovation, but in a lot of the business transactions that I was involved in, it's Signet, and and here at Selective relate to technology and innovation. And so uh, some people don't necessarily view the legal end of it as a key component, but Uh, there's a whole lot of things related to business strategy and technology and innovation that lawyers get involved in. And I've been very fortunate in my career to be involved in some pretty interesting things at Cigna, uh, Quadramed, and here. And selective, um, you know, uh, we created an insurer tech task force a number of years ago when I was fortunate to uh, be the initial leader of that. And we, you know, went out and did uh, analyses of the uh, market, what things might be uh, competitively advantage for us. And, uh, you know, we had a multidisciplinary group that looked at opportunities to further our strategy, primarily in customer experience and in assisting agents, because we are an independent agency uh, company.
1: Maybe maybe you could dig in a little bit more, you know, when you when you kicked off that process uh, as the leader how did you try to build that team uh, within the organization, and was there a particular sort of mission or, or mandate that that either came down from the, the the board level or that you crafted yourself?
0: Yeah, no. That well, the direction obviously is with a board on 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 anything of, of strategy, but you know the the question was how do we analyze what's going on in the market and figure out how to proceed, and you know. Part of it was we had board members who had some ideas about what to do, and we kind of cobbled together a strategy from a, a number of sources. But, you know, one of the first things I did was to go out to uh, Silicon Valley and go to a sensor conference at, and uh, kind of figure out what was going on in the, in the whole space and made some pretty interesting connections uh, at some of those, even in that first meeting, one of which was with the folks at Bosch. Who, um, you know are in the auto business in a big way and uh, we ultimately wound up uh, doing a deal with them for a sensor which uh, could be installed in the uh, cigarette lighter of vehicles and it would transmit data and and provide other information it was really our uh, our attempt to go into the commercial market not the personal lines because you know there's a lot of carriers that are doing it there but we were trying to figure out how to do it, um, and so that was called Selective Drive. We won a Business Insurance Innovation Award. But you know that the commercial market has so many different ways to do it. One of the things we're trying to do is apply proven innovation techniques uh, throughout the company for identifying, prioritizing, and advancing strategic uh, initiatives. We want to stay abreast of uh, key company or key industry technology trends so that we're able to see what's going on to help either our customers, our distribution partners or our employees in creating efficiencies or improving their experience. And then we're also trying to expand the innovation culture just generally by, you know, training and skill building and other things. And we have a team that's been trained uh, on that. And so they hope sessions and people come forward with ideas about how to improve our operations and we run them through that process. We also created an innovation lab in 2019 in the building and obviously due to COVID, uh, we figured out how to do that work now virtually or in a hybrid process. And then most importantly, one of the other things which I mentioned earlier is we made some investments with some uh, limited partnerships and we initially had a Something called the InsureTech Investment Committee, which we've renamed as the Strategic Investment Committee, that reviews and acts on potential investment opportunities and in vehicles in technology and insure tech areas.
1: Are there people dedicated to innovation, or is it more sort of trying to pull task forces together across the organization? And you know, because one of the things I've seen in some organizations is. You know, you've got labs and you've got other things going on, but they can be a bit isolated. Uh, you know, there can be projects that maybe go on in a vacuum and ultimately aren't tied back to the strategy. So how how have you guys tried to address that?
0: Great question. Uh, we, we do have a dedicated innovation team, but in the end, the success of any of these initiatives is based on the business people. So the, there is a close tie uh, the ideas, it's a two-way street on the ideas. It's not restricted to the innovation area. The business folks raise issues and, and and we get them from other parties, but the business people are involved in the process because we will not have success and we will not be able to get uh, uh, either the processes or the technology implemented without their involvement. So it's very much in partnership with the business.
1: From From your point of view, having been, involved in the early days of the effort, how much did you think about, you know, innovation as a, as a sort of a tech-driven process versus innovation as a um, human process or a, a uh, cultural shift in, in the organization?
0: My view is that innovation really is is a cultural management issue, which is you need to be always asking, is there a better way to do this? And that does not necessarily mean, you know, efficiencies in a, it could be, how do we do this completely differently and revolutionize the way we're doing things? And so I think, you know, part of the, what we've been trying to do is to get our uh, managers and employees to think like that and say, hey, what's the best way to do this? The, you know the pandemic was very helpful in some ways for innovation because we wound up doing a lot of innovative things related to the delivery of safety management services so you know uh, some folks in the industry call that loss control but we 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 were able to do a whole lot of things with virtual inspections and uh, you know video that we had not done before and it you know part of the thing related to those services we've always known that they're helpful for retention but During the pandemic, they became even more valuable because of the contact that you could have remotely with your customers, particularly commercial customers. And and the goal of that whole operation is to help our customers improve the safety and operation of their business.
1: You know, when you look out sort of at the landscape, there's there's other companies of similar size and scale. There's obviously some bigger players. There's some smaller players. Now you've got lots of MGAs. It'd probably be fair to say that maybe some of the innovation activity took place sooner on the personal line side, but now there's a ton of stuff coming on the commercial side. If you were to think in terms of a mini mini SWAT about, you know, where where the opportunities are for innovation and, you know, where you maybe need to keep an eye out for what's coming around the corner. How would you say things stack up for a super regional within the overall landscape?
0: I I think they're very positive. Um, You know, we, um, as our public filing show, we've been growing uh, over the last couple of years. We just got uh, a rating upgrade from AM Best and so, you know, the, we think the prospects for super regionals are, are great. And the, the focus really needs to be on helping your customer, whether it's a personal lines customer or a commercial lines customer. Uh, everybody wants to be able to do uh, run their lives or run their business more effectively. And uh, we think that the real advantages on, on the innovation tie to meeting a customer or a distribution partner need. And that's what we're focused on.
1: And you mentioned AM Best, um, and uh, you know they've they've added their innovation scoring to their to their overall ratings process. Is there someone who owns that innovation score and that dialogue with AM Best in within the organization?
0: We're a pretty closely knit management team, and while there are people responsible for the AM Best relationship and other things the 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 senior management team's responsible for that and for example as a publicly traded company we you know we now have esg rating and other things related to that so you know it's a it's a management focus and we have you know committees and individuals tasked to that but it it is a senior management and board overseen issue
1: you know there's two big areas of focus around innovation one seems to be around user experience and then the second is around you know leveraging data so um anything you can share on that
0: well i think you know obviously privacy is one of the kind of key legal social and other issues of our time and uh so there's a lot of regulation on that there's a lot of public policy debate about it and other things I, i think the key thing that's useful is, is to make sure that you're disclosing what you're doing with it. Cause they, and, and that seems to be where the focus on regulation is going to be. And, and, and then the next one's consent.
1: You, you know, I've, I've interviewed folks from, um, you know, mass mutual and, and, you know, much larger organizations. I, I,
0: they're doing my mass Mutual's is doing some really cool stuff on the, particularly on the life side with their, their whole new platform
1: yeah exactly so so i i i did some work for sears Merritt, who's their head of uh, uh, technology and data now all right great well um appreciate your time you know it's a different perspective michael lanza is the executive vice president and general counsel at selective insurance group